Hello and welcome once again to another installment of I and Am. So lately I've been reminiscing about my most inspiring interviews from yesteryear and thought to share some of them with you here on I and Am. A few years ago, by some twist of fate, chance, or perhaps design, our paths crossed with Manifesto is a hip-hop artist, extraordinaire, speaker, and entrepreneur from Ghana, who was at the time named by The Guardian as the foremost rapper on the continent. As part of PEPR, Planet Earth, Planet Rap, our hip-hop show, we had the opportunity to connect with Manifest in Helsinki after his speaking engagement, of course. And in this offering, we began by asking what had brought Manifest to town and who is Manifest? I'm an artist, musician, doing hip-hop with African influence, African music. Smacking it against hip-hop to see what kind of explosive content we can get. Over the years, I've refined it more and more, keep refining it. I began my professional career when I still lived in America, where I lived for 10 years. I ended up there by accident, intentional accident. I went to school there, uh, but stayed, I guess, by as life went along. Um, So I released my first album in 2007. Now I'm back home in Accra, Ghana. Still uh, engaging rigorously as a, an artist that tends to go left of what goes on a lot in Ghana. Yeah. How did you get introduced to hip hop? And when was it that you were introduced? You know, to I wish I really had a romantic story about we it. We are always hoping for one. <laughs> yeah, but the, the truth is, I, I, I vaguely remember it was in my early years, definitely between the ages of, you know, five and eight. Um, so I know. Early, it wasn't the first non-Ghanaian music I knew. So I knew High Life, the music of my parents. Mm. Then I knew reggae, the music of every drinking spot, and <laughs> and then the the music of that that tends to be in a lot of you know, I guess um, developing countries. Well, everywhere actually, reggae is powerful. And then uh, yes. hip hop also came through you know a lot of young younger people who were older than me so older younger people <laughs> and then uh, at the time i always tell people we had only one we didn't have fm radio we had am radio so it wasn't like it was all over radio or anything of sorts so it was definitely through tapes and through people who had access to people who went to canada and the u.s and possibly even england so it was early but it wasn't um can't remember a moment yeah. yeah, yeah, and what is hip hop to you? Is it as it entertainment? Is it a means of communicating a particular message? What is it to you? I mean, I'm definitely using hip hop as a musical medium. The thing I have always found charming about hip hop is the fact that you know, unlike I shouldn't say unlike many other forms, but I think especially with hip hop, you can bend it to suit you. You know, it's. It's got this idea of representing, bringing where you're from into it. So even when you look at the U.S. itself, every different region and place has its own sound. And having like, and it's also the sound of the youth. So it's like older people can dictate to us how, <laughs> <laughs> how to how to create it. It was created by young people, and has always remained kind of something that is very a strong force amongst young people. With low barriers of entry and was something that I felt uh, 
very early and it's very compelling that I felt like that was the modus apparently that I wanted to mm. choose music wise yeah. yeah and since you've just mentioned young people is that your main target audience um as my gray hairs that just show <laughs> I'm kidding um, <laughs> I, I, th I think possibly when I began I probably didn't envision a bigger audience than just you know younger people because you're, you're speaking to people right mm -hmm. so your immediate language and the, uh, the stories you're telling are probably you think are tailored more towards younger people mm -hmm. but as I've grown and as the music has grown I think um, I've seen that I have a ridiculous demographic of people I appeal to judging from some of the, the wide spectrum of shows I've been able to play you know sometimes in Ghana it would be completely young people at the university sometimes it would be at a place like an Alliance Francaise where you have some Oh, way older people, um, people my mother's age. <laughs> Not that she's that old. No, Forgive no, me, mom. it's understood. <laughs> you are very young and vibrant. Old um, is also okay. Yeah, because I think, okay, there's, there's different levels of the content that appeals to people. I think the younger people tend to connect directly to content. The older people tend to connect more immediately to the musicianship, mm. the musical quality, mm -hmm. and especially when I'm performing. It allows them to say, oh, okay, this is great. We might not understand everything you say. You speak too fast. <laughs> Which <laughs> but, is the idea. But we connect with uh, the musicality of it and sort of the, the, the vibes behind it. So I think it's a range, but primarily content-wise, uh, younger people tend to be the ones who immediately connect. But I've, I've seen a range, a growing range, age demographic. Yeah. And... Um with regards to, to your music, do you have a core message? Do you have a motif? Is there a theme? I wish I did in terms of something that was nice and pithy and once again, you know, sexy mm. to say that, hey, my message is love, my message is hope. But I think my, my message is, you know, is, 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 uh, is, is reality, is like an honest truth and of being able to tell and told stories. I mean, it's funny that I came here to talk about storytelling, but one of the powerful things is being able to represent a voice that speaks, tells stories that people rarely hear. And that if you hear my music, you possibly will have a peek into uh, modern day Ghana, Ghana. life for, for, for young people and even in general. And that I think is powerful. So uh, it's, it's, it's a wide range. So even when it's personal, it still um, indicates a certain level of because um, I'm part of a society and the I'm part of an experience. Yeah, 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 and part of a, a bigger experience that exceeds just me. I wish all my experiences were just mine, but other people also have experienced the same things. It's related. Heartbreak mm. and all these things that everybody, people fall in love. Apparently, everybody does that. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just located more from. Um, uh, the language or understanding comes from a certain place that uh, I guess uh, when you hear it situates it, regardless of the topic, situates it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Earlier on, you mentioned something about um, hip hop has that element of allowing people to speak about where they're coming from or where they mm -hmm. come from. So you bring in that aspect. For you, you've, did you start your music when you were still in the US or was it originally while you were in Ghana that you started doing hip hop? I was my first rap group when I was maybe 14 years in mm -hmm. high school, in boarding school in Ghana. Mm -hmm. um, that was my 
my first foray. Uh, <laughs> Your debut. Yeah, my debut. I think part of the drive was I definitely I'd enjoyed writing. But it was also I come to think of it, it was also a cool thing to do, you know. <laughs> I still think definitely, it is. <laughs> definitely the cool factor but terrifying at the same time. So because if you're able to stand in front of your your friends at that time who are brutal, you know. Mm-hmm. I think at that age people are brutal, they can laugh and snicker at anything that is like Ha <laughs> you're terrible, you know, kids. Yeah. It's unshakable so confidence yes. that you develop then. So if you're able, yeah, I didn't develop that unshakable confidence then though. I pretended. There's a picture, there's a classic ah. picture of me at that time. I saw on Facebook once that I'm performing and then my, my, my eyes were down. So I was definitely still, I still had a bit of fear, but... Well, you know, by the time over the years, I, I, you know, I began to know myself more and I began to know more about well, music and what I wanted to do. I think um, the confidence grew to a proportion in which I could transform every time I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. yeah. I like what you say. I began <laughs> to know myself a little bit more. I yeah. bet that's very provoking, yeah. profound. Earlier on, we were talking about how identity is a curious thing. Yeah. When you were in the U.S., did your music feel, or was it any different there? Very. From what it is when very, you are in Ghana? Do tell very, me more very. about that. There's, there's, there's something that you can't help sometimes, is which is where you are. You are t- you, you're your speaking the language of the environment you're in. And I think when I began, I wanted to do the best imitation of hip-hop as I loved it, you know. Without knowing that, it, but that's what it was. It was just raw and honest, but honest to the environment. I was in America. I was in Minnesota. I was still, and my experience then was more of an immigrant, you know, and I was calling myself African when all along I called myself a Ghanaian, you know. So it was different, you know, in that regard. And I, I, I listened to my first record maybe once every couple of years, and I'm like, wow. It's very interesting. Like it's good, but I could never make that same kind of music because it wasn't fully reflective of me. But it was reflective of me at the time, and so it's changed now. I'm, 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 I've become more myself, and I'm becoming. It's, it's terrifying. I'm becoming. It's, it's, it's terrifying in a good way. Where it's like I'm becoming so much more. The way I speak and the way I think and the way I am is translating so much easier. The connection in the music is translating so much easier. So I speak English, I speak Chi, I speak Pigeon. You hear it in the music now. Because that's how I speak. Yeah. You know, I I, 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 I grew up on High Life. I love hip-hop. I'm a hip-hop guy. I love reggae. I love... You hear it in the music now. You hear the fusion. You hear this worldly man who is Ghanaian-raised and has lived other places. You hear it now. The connection is becoming closer and closer to, to the point where it's like, wow, I could, you know... I don't I don't have to I could change the name of my birth certificate to manifest and it would be the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And how is it um different now that you're back in Ghana? How is the music different then? How um, is that environment influencing the music? Well I know more about music now and I also have the capability of making the music I've always wanted to mm-hmm. make. And 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 I have people also who have that same connection to the music. And then, um, and also just different set of communication, people I'm communicating to. And uh, and it's a changing world, changing, and that's, I want to not just keep up with, but actually before thinking about, because my concerns with Ghana 
much stronger, you know, than my concerns with America. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's a place where I was born and raised, and a place where I always knew it was going to be my home. And so if things are going bad, they affect me. If things are going good, they affect mm-hmm. me. I can't just jet. I could. You I could come to Finland. And I'd be no, cold but, and I'd but, go back to Ghana. <laughs> It'd yeah. be too cold and you'd really yeah. have to go back and face the music. Yeah. Um, so you spoke about the different languages that you speak. How important is language for you when you rap? Which language you choose? Is there any considerations as to what you decide to use for an album and for which message? Yeah, I think the language of the music is first and foremost the most important part because people feel music more than they hear it. Yeah, it's Sometimes, vibration. Yeah, I, I can hear a song and enjoy it. And when I hear it, over, I might then probe into the lyrics. So the language of the music for me is the most important. So that's why I worry about the most, the vibes, you know. And then, of course, what I'm communicating is, is very important to me, how I do it. But now I'm, I'm less worried. I'm not... Uh, I'm not... Because there are people in Ghana who also might not speak as much English. Of, and Chi is not only there are 46 languages in Ghana yeah. but Chi is a majority and then there's Pidgin which is the language of I'll say young people it's, it's existed before all of us were born but the young people tend to speak Pidgin more so if, if I want to make certain points where on the cutting edge and certain I might use Pidgin so yeah it's very important in terms of choosing the language in which to communicate because it's music it's, it's, it's a communication thing to become a better communicator, you have to know how you're using language, and I think I'm 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 getting better at that. And and now I'm speaking more to my people than speaking for about. Ah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. And before, when you were in the U.S., did you feel like you were representing Africa, yeah, speaking you, 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 on behalf? Yeah, inevitably that happens. You know, I had a song. I was like, represent who? Represent what? Represent Africa with a spectacular street vernacular. Sounded nice. It was yeah, great. Yeah. I wouldn't do that in Ghana. We already know. No. <laughs> it would it wouldn't make sense yeah, for you to I do mean, that there. It would be cool but you know, in, in that context it won't be as powerful than me doing a song like Some Wavy, which is much more descriptive of what's going on and it resonates deeper and then, you know, allows other people to then, you know, jump into the world of Ghana. Through, through a Ghanaian thing rather than me having to explain all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find that I feel a different sense of being South African when I'm in South Africa mm-hmm. than I feel when I'm in Finland. I feel an, another sense of being South African. Mm-hmm. Do you find that for yourself? Um, is there a different um, sense of you being, especially as a musician, mm-hmm. um, when you're abroad? Is there um, any difference in being Ghanaian? Oh, there's always going to be a difference, but I try to, I try to be consistent with who I am as a Ghanaian, in terms of, and now I, I am much more consistent. Now that I'm much more rooted home again, so I, I, I see, I see the world through the eyes of a Ghanaian, not just a Ghanaian who's traveled. I, I, you know, I, I'm less, um, likely to, to talk. A certain way just to be um to assimilate per se you know just to be heard you know just to make or be unnoticed as different you know I, i'm i'm confident in 
in, in, in the Ghanaianess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah, you, but there's you always can, going to be can. a difference. I mean, one of the things is just it's just a simple level of statistics. We were talking about this on the panel I was on. Mm-hmm. Like, if I am here in Finland and I'm the only Ghanaian in in whatever square radius, there's this sort of thing that will happen where you feel like there's going to be a burden of representing. Yeah, and everybody has a story, and it's so nuanced that. Why is it that I can't speak for, you know, 25 million Ghanaians? You know, I shouldn't dare do that. We need many more voices here, so. Um, but in, inevitably that happens, we, and that's always a challenge for for Africans and African musicians too, especially on this side, because there are not that many voices. It's not like yeah. American artists in which, you know, there are so many voices being heard all over the place, so the, the representations are many. As an artist, do you feel compelled to be a representative of Africa when you're I in the diaspora? I have to represent myself first. You, you know, represent truthfully, yourself first. And that will... Translate then yes, to, to Africa. Kind of, yeah. So yes. even if somebody in Ghana disagrees with me and be like, ah, this guy, what he's talking with me, then that's his opinion, but I'm being truthful to my thing. I'm not trying to... I can't act like a, a, vill- you know, a kid who grew up in the village mm-hmm. just because be I'm trying reflection. to... I'm trying to, I'm sitting in front of National Geographic and I want to give them a picture. No, that'd be an absolute <laughs> lie. You know, I have to be a reflection. I can't, you know, I can't go to an audience that maybe they might love the songs in which I might sing all in tree because it's exotic. But I don't have that many of those songs, partly because my approach is always trilingual because that's who I am, you know. You know, I, I studied English. <laughs> I grew up knowing she. You're capable yeah, of yeah. speaking the oh, languages. Oh, that's how I speak. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I, I don't know. More and more, the confidence built, and that also comes by virtue of moving back. You know, you get the strong sense of yeah, this is me. Or as we say, this be me. <laughs> <laughs> how have your travels impacted your music and your and your perspective? Mm, it just shows you such greater possibility and. Also, you know, I mean, when it comes to music, the more you know, yeah, the sum of your influences and and you know how much good music you know. If you know, if if <laughs> if the the what do you call it, the subset of music you know is really low standard, the probability that you make great music is low. And when you get to travel and experience all sorts of different standards of of music and of you know of of even basic infrastructure of how performances are set up, stages and all this thing. Yeah, you it does improve your quality. I'm exposed and the, that exposure doesn't allow me to to measure myself just by the standards of the next person I'm sitting with in Ghana. But I think of it as a, I'm part of a, also a bigger musical scene which is in the world which has so many different creative angles and I could be inspired by somebody doing you know, some bluesy folk music from Wisconsin, you know, and say, wow, that's interesting. That means, you know, if I'm able to take some of this palm wine high life and do something interesting, that could also be interesting. Mm. Speaking of a bigger musical scene, is your music geared towards Ghanaian audience or African audience or international audience? I think since I came back... Regardless of language, that is. Yeah, yeah. since I came back, I think... We decided very early, sort of, that choosing Africa as a base was a very sensible thing to do. 
especially since the continent has shrunk, you know, young people on the continent, and a lot of people are experiencing many of the similar things. And uh, so, yes, Ghana is the primary base, but Africa is also the primary base. And, uh, and sometimes when you concern yourself with that first, everything else happens, you know. Somebody else who, you know, people are very um, compelled and attracted by the idea of authenticity. This word that everybody has abused <laughs> and used. So if you're more original and authentic, you know, you attract things. I read up, I've read different things about people like Fela and other people who, you know, as much as they were exposed and they were smart about how they knew that their music could travel past Africa, but they were very headstrong about how it needed to reach their people. And I think it's very important. You know. We saw most of you, uh, most of yeah. you, yes. <laughs> and we, we we play your music. Um, well, see, unfortunately, you know, in Ghana, because we we don't have like unlimited internet, people sometimes don't watch the videos on the internet because. Their data is going. I know. <laughs> but yes, your videos are really, really great. And, and we were mentioning it earlier on that they've got this element of being these short films. Is that a deliberate um, stylistic device? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely it's deliberate. I mean, I think first and foremost, I want a great video. Of course, because naturally. Because I think that in itself is a one one is another part of the arts and it's just great to have a great video two is like what could be a better advertisement for the music than a great video and then i mean it's also nice to deviate from what is normally done which gets tired you know sitting up in front of the camera like yo 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 i do some of those i like it you know that's part of it because you can you have to because i can and it's nice you know you get to throw your hands around and, why not and then move you know, in certain <laughs> respects but um yeah i think i have a, a lot of creative people that i know and who are also around me and we spend time trying to think of new inventive ways and original ways to do music videos that bring new dimensions to the music itself because that, that makes that makes it very interesting and especially when you choose a path i've chosen which is not always being part of the the dominant or trendy music of the time for people to pay attention you need all the extras yeah and a good music video yeah. and a good extras i guess yeah. it is it mm. really really is we haven't even reached that level of greatness there but we're putting in effort i think as long as you're still alive you won't you will always be eclipsing the previous bit that Hopefully. you've done you have to i think Hopefully. it's natural yeah. it's a natural progression mm -hmm. south africa you you had a collaboration with some of yeah. your african artists can you tell me a little bit more about that because yeah. i'm south african i'm curious I, I mean i love south africa man. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I first collaborated with Proverb, um, very talented fellow, very nice guy too. We recorded that song the very first day we met, which is also wicked. I collaborated with Jabba as well, Double HP, another incredible fellow, talented and, you know, both of them quite different, but all very talented. Um, and uh, both of the collaborations were it's just great to do and it showed in people's reactions to them that they, they, people could feel that kind of organic feel and collaboration how happy we were to just go into a studio and do something you know massive and um done that i've done some other ones i did a feature on dj clock so there'll probably be more to come because i think the northwest collaborations are always going to be interesting you know 
it's easy to reach for the Ghana Nigeria collaboration from where I sit, but the uh, Ghana South Africa collaboration also makes it much more. Much. I like I like the sound of Swana, for instance. I yeah. think it's a great rap language. It's amazing. Uh, so it's good to have that, you know, to to have those. So yeah, no South Africa has it's been good and it's been also great for um, kind of continental progress because a lot of people pay attention to what is being played in South Africa, yeah. and uh, some of those yeah. collaborations have. Had, had an interesting impact, you know, um, for for me and in terms of even just getting, playing more gigs in Southern Africa, played in yeah. Zimbabwe, yeah. Haifa. What's the response like? The response is always great. The reception is great. great. I mean, you know, they're not like groundbreaking numbers. It's not, you don't have like 10 million views on the videos or anything, but the yeah. response has been great in terms of the, the, the especially for the hip-hop heads, more or less, they, they, they're like, well, these these songs are, they go in. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and and it's been good um, in that regard, yeah. Yeah. African hip-hop. What can you say on African hip-hop? It's very difficult because I know, I know it's very important for, you know, for strategy-wise, strategy for us to be able to name the music and call it and stuff, but African hip-hop is a dubious term sometimes because is it just hip-hop from africa or is it actually a sound and it's very confusing but i think in general intuitively what that makes what that makes me think is uh, music from africa that is hip-hop related well what i think about it is we've reached a point where we have to evolve past just linguistic difference or or just also being part of whatever trend is popping off in America or whatever. We can be inspired by those, but we have to find ways to always like bring elements of our music into it and ourselves, ourselves. to to a, to a very greater degree because it will make the music fresh for 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 local consumption and also make other people interested in it. I mean, the circle of inspiration it has to be a circle of inspiration. It can't always be this way. We are taking stuff and then just copying. We've reached a point where we are able to bend and, you know, appropriate <laughs> as much as we can. And, you know, do it like all the former artists used to do when it was African arts. I can't remember if it was Picasso or one of those people mm. <laughs> who took African yes. stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, we can do the same too. And it's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes art beautiful. And I'm trying to do that very much so because I, it makes makes me feel comfortable and proud to do the music I do when I feel like it, it represents not just my interest in hip-hop, but also my, my um, I don't want to say identity. It just sounds very academic. But my, mm. you know, my belonging to Africa. You know. My music has to show where I belong. So it has that African um, influence that yeah, has to be yeah, very present be, because yeah, and then, the point. Then also so that we can be able to make new music. We can't we can have African music being just the music of Miriam Akeba. Or, mm, mm. It has know, to evolve. Fella. It has to evolve. We have to have new age music that from Africa that 30 years like from now... a current reflection of yeah, these times. 30 years from now, somebody will be like, yeah, you know... <laughs> African music is manifest, double HP, whiskey, all that. I mean, so we have to strive to make it better and better. And, and we are, in some regards, to the point where I think we're beginning to attract attention mm-hmm. um, so that it's not just the use of the people are paying attention to, but they are going there. 
they are being forced to pay attention to what um, the younger artists from Africa are doing. Yeah. What I noticed once I moved to Finland was that I started to see so many African acts, so many African artists mm-hmm. whom I would never meet when I was in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Why does it feel like you're so, as, an, as artists, you guys are so distant and so far from us when we're on the continent than when we are here? Here, it's... it's, it's so distant, here we are so distant from, from the South audience. Africa. No, from, from the audience, from, the, from, your, from, your, from your fans, because, from your people. Because, you know, like, I, you know... I think the problem of Africans and black people in general is we take ourselves for granted, you know, the things we produce, the creative stuff. I think it's just a general thing. And with any, uh, with a lot of cultures that create a lot too. I mean, I think I was in Montreal last year. I was thinking about it and I like, I don't think there's one very popular Swiss artist I know. But they have this thing called the Montreal Jazz Festival, which yeah. houses such incredible music from you know, the African diaspora, you know, and black America and all that. And, and we don't have that located in any of our bases to, for us to enjoy. But at the same time, it's different, you know, difference is the problems. Mm. But mm. most times people have their daily struggles. The daily grind them, you know? to so, care about. So, so I know that we need more arts spaces and arts stuff because it also helped nurture our identities and our, our sense of self-esteem and our sense of also just, you know, art can provoke yeah. to think, yeah. you know, outside of the logical, straight and narrow. That's that's the power of, 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 of any kind of creative venture. It's just it can provoke and make people think a bit differently. It's not the bureaucracy of, of uh, all the calculation of mathematics or any other sort, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you good? Yeah, um, currently in, in Europe there's this conversation, well not currently, there's always been this conversation on immigration, it mm-hmm. it's, it's much more escalated recently. Mm-hmm. And um, I would like to know your experience of being um, an immigrant mm-hmm. and, and what in, inspired that, that, that album you know some of those experiences I'm still going through I mean I got my visa to come to Finland on Friday and I traveled on Sunday I mean it's just still a lot of rigmarole yeah and just kind of resistance to that, that kind of movement and uh, it's it's tough it's tough to deal with as an individual and but you know that you're not the only one oh, most of your people are dealing with the same problems but those things are real, and having lived in America, I was privy to not having like, not just being black, and in America I was also an immigrant. So there's so many different levels of consciousness you you discover. This is just the the difficulty and the hardships of achieving normal things that people do. You know, like healthcare, you know, things and being able to vote. I never voted. I couldn't never vote till I came back to Ghana because I was an American citizen. But just so many of these things, it's, I, don't, I think, you know, another thing people also say, you know, uh, when other people come to Africa, they're expatriates. When we go come here, we are immigrants, you know. Yeah. So it's a different different level of, of movement and how people are treated. And it's very tough. And um, people are familiar with the immigrant chronicle or the immigrant story, but they are very familiar with it from a very limited point of view you people point of view coming to take our jobs point of view i understand every country's concerns but 
It's the nature of the world, and if capitalism is to rule us, then maybe we should allow the free movement of people. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it, it's not it's not a very simple way to look at it. But everybody has their concerns. But a lot of times, too, uh, it, it gets caught up in political fire, uh, crossfire, and uh, instead of people having human solutions and compassionate solutions, it becomes much more political solutions, which you know, people do to win the favor of, of, of people to win elections. So, yeah, no, I mean, Immigrant Chronicles came from just really feeling that, you know, that that difficulty of all having unnecessary hurdles just to live in another place being an immigrant. It's, it's absolutely unnecessary, some of these hurdles, absolutely. All you want to do is just make a good life like anybody else, you know. I mean, it's different if I, you know, wanted to commit some serious crime. Mm. You know, but... It's, I just, you just go somewhere, you just want to live. And other people go other places, you know. I mean, yeah, Africa was divided out by people who came out. I know, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, man, expect more music. It's coming. Immigrant Chronicles is done. Now we're in Ghana, so it's Ghana everything. Ghana to the world. I'm excited about the new projects I'm working on that are going to come out because I think it's finally going to just do something that I'm very excited about. I'm always very excited about doing music, but to the fact that I've been doing it for a while now and I'm now more excited, mm-hmm. I think it gives me a lot of, um, I don't know, hope and lack of uh, fear. Yeah. You can never really have a lack of fear, but less fear <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah pretty much that's my story and I'm sticking to it you must yeah. make a story yeah. amen <laughs> thank you thank you no problem thank you too <laughs> yeah and that was our INM offering courtesy of PEPR Planet Earth Planet Rap we were reminiscing about interviews from yesteryear that had a lasting and powerful impact and effect. A most enjoyable conversation with the multi-talented manifest from Ghana. Do please join us for more interviews from yesteryear that inspired. Please also feel free to subscribe to IADAM so you can get all available episodes on demand. Thank you for connecting with us and... Peace and richest blessings to you as always. <laughs>